Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf this week. Well, it's the Mexico Open at Vedanta, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Elk, you almost had the winner again for the Zurich Classic in New Orleans. Eventually, Nick Hardy and Davis Riley both got their debut wins on the PGA Tour, but Sanjay M and Keith Mitchell, they were your top pick, and they were hanging around. A little bit of a disappointing Sunday, but still a good finish for the guys. Yeah, and we talked a lot about last week, Diane, about the super teams that really didn't show up. Shoffley and uh, Cantlay were there. Um, Mm -hmm. Morikawa and Max Homer weren't weren't around for the weekend at all. Ten under par was the cut, Diane, enormously low cut for uh, a two-man team. But, yeah, I mean, Hardy and Riley, this tournament, Diane, has has springboarded a lot of guys' career. I mean, Winning on the PGA Tour individually is huge, but getting this sort of all the goodies that come with winning together as a team it has to be easier mentally. Winning with as a team now they're in the you know you know all these other special events. So I think both of those guys, uh, Hardy and Riley, Riley we've, we've been touting him for ages. He's one of the best swingers we've seen on the tour in years. Uh, I think they're on their way. Yeah, yeah, it was great to see. And what I loved at the start of the week was Matt Fitzpatrick, who had just won the RBC Heritage, was playing with his brother, Alex. And, you know, someone had asked Matt, do you feel like you're under a little bit more pressure because of all the benefits that come with winning this? And they were both like, we didn't know that. We didn't know we got (laughs) into, you know, some of these big events, everything really apart from the Masters and two-year exemption on tour, over a million dollars each. Like, they didn't know all that. So they started hot and then tailed back a little bit. But um, always fun to see a team event because we don't get to see them very often. Uh, Talking of fun golf, last week it was live in Adelaide and my goodness the Australians were excited to have live golf in their country yeah I watched it uh Diane up early in Florida I was down there watching it um you know Cam Smith obviously and Mark Leishman the two heroes of Australia 
you know, Aussies love their golf anyway. The Grange Golf Club in Adelaide is one of the best courses around. I mean, it's, you know, sand belt style, beautiful. If you saw any on TV, you'd be able to appreciate that. But Diane, 80,000 people that the 12th hole, the watering hole had a same feel as number 16 at WM Phoenix Open. Lots of crazy stuff going on there. <laughs> Chase Kepka had a hole in one on Sunday. They all threw the beers on the greens and there were celebrities there hitting shots and you know, we've talked about this on this show. Live Now has made it. They've 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 actually now showcased what's possible in a, in a, in a singular event. And this and we're calling that this one is the this is the that was the whole product. What I mean by that is you take a bunch of good players, 30 or 40, 48 in this case down to Australia. Okay, let's call it what it is. 30 really good players People are excited to see these people. They've never, they haven't seen any any of these good players up close. They showed up, eighty thousand people on Sunday. Wow. It shows me this about this model, Diane. If if they go around the world, we talked about this last week. If they go around the world and find these golf starved places, whether it's Mexico or Chile or some of the places in Europe, that product, Diane, is going to do well. Where all the contention comes is when Live and the PGA Tour play at the same time in America. And I think Liv maybe learned a lot last weekend about where their product is going to work and where it is not. And it was, honestly, it was good stuff to watch. I loved it. And you had said before that it was going to be so welcomed by the Australian golf fans and it showed they were out there. There was that real party atmosphere. They obviously love Greg Norman too. I mean, he's like a, a sporting icon in Australia. So I'm sure there's like a real level of support for him and going out there and, and kind of worshipping him in a way. Um, and then there was the fun 12th hole, as you said, Chase Kepka getting his ace and um, the fans were obviously loving it. It was very similar to the WM Phoenix Open. And I've seen a lot of back and forth on Twitter about people saying, oh, well, they've ripped off the PGA Tour. <laughs> the usual, they, there's always going to be these compare and contrast. Um, I want to ask you about a shoey. Is this a is this an Australian thing? A shoey? It's, a, it's, a, it's a new it's a new thing where you fill up your shoe with whatever whatever <laughs> drink you have, and you got to drink it in front of your mates. So called a shoey. But one yeah. of the things they said where they copied the, the the PGA Tour. One of the things that they haven't copied from the PGA Tour, Diane, is they kind of let the fans do what they want. They, if you notice, there was no gallery ropes around the greens. They let the crowd get right to the edge of the green. They get them, let them come in behind the players when they're coming up the last few holes. No, no gallery ropes. Everybody's like, hey, just stay away from the players a few feet and you're going to see all the action. Has to be amazing atmosphere when you think about it. Uh, they had the top concert there for, I saw some videos of the, you know, 50, 60,000 people on Saturday night and enjoying the concert. So it's a different product. There's no doubt about it. You and I went to the chain smokers together at uh, TPC Sawgrass, and that was cool. But I think last week was even cooler with 50,000 people there and, and uh, Cam Smith doing a shoey on the stage with the DJ. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but I did. Yeah, I did. I'd never heard of a shoey before. I thought, is this an Australian thing? Um, and they live yeah, being yeah. in Singapore this week, you know, same thing, that they're, they're getting to go and, and target a different golf audience. Yeah, and I think, as I say, I think that model, I think, is going to change a little bit. I think if they're smart, which they, you know, they they know what they got now, so they've seen what's possible. 
Now, can they duplicate that in, you know, 10, 12 places around the world? It's going to be a smash chip, Diane. You know, there's going to be more players that want to be on live. I mean, last week is a perfect example. There was 100, I think you and I discussed last week, there was 160 guys played at New Orleans. Uh, I think it was 80 teams. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, only six, only 40, uh, 30 teams made the cut, 60 guys. Yeah. 130 guys went home with $0 last week. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, by the time you get down there, Diane, you spend a bunch of money, you know, there's a lot of guys made $0. And I think if you're a tour player and you're not in that elevated category where you're in the in those elevated events next year, Diane, 20 million, you're back here playing for eight. Is there going to be a move, do you think, of another dozen guys that are going to move over to live that are just right around there where they're going to get that guarantee every week? Well, you know, Greg Norman has said that. Um Sometimes these interviews, sound bites are maybe blown out of proportion and, and misconstrued, but he did allude to the fact that there's some big names that are interested in Liv that he's maybe having talks with who might be moving across. Um, and then, of course, we have the PGA Tour who, who gave us more detail about the kind of fall series. And after the top 70 are locked in, um, after the playoffs, these other events are going to take place for the rest of the guys to better their number and keep their card. So to me, I like I like what they have announced. I think it's going to work well. Um, but as you say, set the top 70 is that golden number for these guys to really be in the money and that's the place they want to be. So the guys that are maybe falling out of that a little bit, that maybe are injury prone, maybe they think that they're coming to the end of their career, um, but they're still high profile names and great golfers. I don't know, maybe the opportunity to to maybe get over to live is super appealing to them because it's guaranteed well, money. Well, and then yeah, let's take a guy, for example, I don't know any, I don't, I, I just was with this guy last weekend, didn't talk to him about live or anything else, but let's take a guy like Ricky Fowler, mm -hmm. who is a really good player, a really top brand. And, is he getting, you know, super benefits of playing in these $8 million events, making the cut with his family? Or would he be someone that could go to live and they pay him a huge amount of money and he he could be showcased across the world? He's very popular with young players. I mean, if they're going to bring a lot of a lot of kids into golf, you know, I saw the, all the kids, they had a fan appreciation piece on live last week where all the kids were down there dying. They had an artificial beach made where the kids could play. I could. If I was playing on tour and my kids could go to a beach at the turn at the course, that'd be pretty cool. They also had the peel on tattoos of all the different teams. So it's different. And that's and there's no doubt about that. Um, is there music playing? Yes, yeah. it's 54 holes, but the gallery doesn't have to be quiet either. So imagine let's say we turn the music off and the gallery's still allowed to be quiet. Would 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 either one bother you? So music, ah, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I mean, and last weekend, the atmosphere looked great. I think you'd be crazy to not want to be there. Like, it, it looked like a lot of fun. Um, the name I think about right now is Will Zalatoris, who was apparently offered, what, like $130 million to go to live, turned it down. We know that Zalatoris had a procedure a couple of weeks ago, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I mean, like, that that's a, that's a tough one in the... He could have signed before. I don't know what would have happened and, and what the kind of pay structure was, but that has to be a, a, a bit of a, a scary time for him. Yeah, but you don't 
Liv doesn't want to hurt Zalatoris either. He, they want a fit and strong Zalatoris. So Liv doesn't want to sign players that aren't great either. Um, or the great, or, or they want healthy players. So, I think the model is going to go around the world, Diane. They're going to they're going to pick these cool sites. They're going to use Adelaide as the model. You know, one of the things about Australia is the government got involved in Australia. The the South Australian Premier of that uh, state decided, you know what, we're going to go for this product. We're going to do it, and they brought in so much money into the businesses that people in Adelaide. Yes, it was a good event. Yes, a lot of people have attended. But now Adelaide is booming with what, you know, these 90,000 people, you know, brought to the table and how much money they spent in that town. I had two friends of mine that, from Wagga. They drove all the way down to Adelaide. They said it was the best golfing event. They go to all the events. They said it was the best golfing event ever in the history of Australia just wow. because of the quality of players and the atmosphere that was done there at the Grange. The golf course, too, was a star last week. So um, okay. you need that, yeah. too, too. An all-round success for Liv last week, 100%. Okay, well, this week we have the Mexico Open at Vedanta on the PGA Tour, uh, Vedanta Vallarta. It's um, the second time that we've seen this tournament. Um, last year being the debut at this course, uh, a real gorgeous resort-style course. John Ram won. Um, he's playing again this week, and he is the overwhelming favourite at not even 3-1, to one, which I don't think I've ever seen such short odds for a favourite at a golf tournament. So you've got Ram at the top by a mile this week. Um, weak field. There's only two players in the official world golf rank top 50, Ram, obviously, and Tony Finau. Um, so there's not a, there's really not a strong field this week. Um, but we do have a lot to talk about with the course, obviously. You know, we saw it last year, so we have a lot to go on there. Ram was a great champion. It was his only win of last season, which is crazy to think about because he's got four already this year. But, you know, how are you feeling about the Mexico Open? Is it exciting you this week? Not yet, but after I get my picks in, maybe yes. And You know, I spoke to a couple of tournament organizers last week, Diane, and they were talking about whether they're going to be elevated or whether they're not. And they talked to the tour and the tour's position on some of these things is, well, we'd like you to be elevated and it's going to cost you another $11 million to be in that position. And they're like, you know what? We don't want to do that. I mean, we're already giving three or four million dollars to charity. If we have to pay you 11, that puts us minus seven. And the tour is sort of saying, hey, you shouldn't think that way. You should think more as we got to put this product out there. We got to get this going. And these tournaments are saying, you know what? We're not thinking like you are. We, we, we want to make a profit. We want to put money back in the community. We don't want to go net seven million. So the tour has a problem with these smaller events. And that's why we're on today talking about it. This is a very small event, Diane, uh, strength-wise. Um, incredible resort, as I understand. I've been texting with some of my friends that are players, taking a boat to the course each day, absolute five-star accommodations, bunch of restaurants, golf courses in, in unreal condition. We saw John Rahm win last year there. Tony Finnau was right there, Cameron Champ. We know that this is a typical course down in the – Mexico area where the length is a huge factor this week because there's not much rough. So I'm looking up and down this board of the long hitters this week, Diane. I'm looking for someone that is eager to do well. What Are they in form? Who, who could take advantage? Who could go all the way to Mexico on a lousy field and 
maybe knock off John Rahm. I doubt it, but he is so confident in his game. I mean, I played a few weeks, Diane, after I won the PGA. I cannot even tell you how easy it is to play golf when you've just won something of the size that uh, John did at the Masters. So he is the favorite for a reason. And we can get into it if you want and on our picks. Yeah, well, the I mean, the um, the, the, I've heard very mixed reaction on the course. So I've heard that some people loved it, some people hated it last year. Um, and the people that loved it are the big hitters, right? So that yeah, goes yeah. exactly with what you're saying. Uh, very generous landing areas off the tee, minimal rough. Um, the real defense are the, the bunkers. There's 106 bunkers, some of these big kind of cavernous bunkers around the greens. Um, and that's really it. <laughs> so yeah. guys and if you can carry if you, if you can carry over those bunkers off the tee, that's what a lot of the players were telling me uh, about. Uh-huh. So guys are really going to bomb their way around here. Um, past Palem, grass, that kind of like sticky grass that you talk about. Um, you know, what I'm looking at is big hitters, but then I'm also looking at guys that have played well at these kind of like resort style courses before um, in similar conditions. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we're going this week. And last year, um, you know, as you say, the proof's in the pudding in that Ram won, Fina was up there, Cameron Champ, Kurt Kitayama, big hitters. So they're definitely the ones that were dominating the leaderboard yeah and i did a little bit of math diane on on ram last year only 12 percent of his total score last year came from putting so he didn't actually he didn't have to putt that well because he hits it long mm-hmm. and then he hits it close he didn't have to putt that well there will be an opportunity if you take out some of these long hitters out of it diane talking about ram finau windham clark patrick rogers some of these guys there will be an opportunity for some of these young guys to finish top five top six top three could even win it so you know, even though the field is weak, the prize is still great for the guy that can get down there and win it. You know, he gets yeah. everything else that he needs for the tour. Yeah, this is a Greg Norman design course as well. We're obviously just talking about him with Liv. Um, I mean, it's not a super easy course by any means. And the 10th hole, I think, was in the top 10 of the toughest holes on the PGA Tour last year. It was the only hole that Ram bogeyed on the Sunday en route to that victory. So... Um, yeah, as you say, I mean, there's a, a lot going into it this week. Um, big hitters, a bit of an opportunity week in a weak field. So we're going to go through and give our picks. We have outright favourites, ones to watch, and then dark horses at over 100 to 1. Um, before we get into it, you have a good friend that is playing this week. And I've been looking into this. We need to talk about it because it's a really cool story. Yes. Um, Steve Jurgensen who is 61 years old, was on the team with me at University of Houston. And I read, or you're going to tell me, I, I, I heard yesterday because I told you about it, that he's the um, sectional champion down there. Yeah. Uh, so he, And he's playing in this tour event. So he wasn't even quite a good enough player to play on our team. You know, we had a hot team when I was in at college, Diane. Uh, Steve Jurgensen was there for four years with me. Very good player. And here he is, 61 years old. Section champion. What else have you dug up on Steve Jurgensen today? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I looked to see how he got in the field. Um, and yeah, as you say, PGA section champion and uh, player, player of the year yeah. in the section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so good for him. And, uh, you know, 
I'm sure his expectations are like managed this week, but how fantastic. But, but we are way down the field for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, you know, yes. I, I'm looking, um, and we've always talked about this with golf in Mexico with Maya Coba. Um, there, you know, there was the. The, the Mexican fans really embrace the Mexican golfers and there's yeah, a, yeah. a lot of them that are there on sponsors exemptions this week as well um, you know guys that have been doing well on PGA Tour Latin America Corn Ferry Tour so you know there's a real diverse field and, and you can really kind of dig in and get the picks but having said that there's a lot of PGA Tour players that are in great form that are looking at this as an opportunity week against a weaker field in comparison to the RBC Heritage and the Masters and some of these other elevated events that we've seen where the fields have just been absolutely stacked so um, yeah it's got all the makings for an interesting week if anyone can get past John Ram. Yeah, and I might as well start it off, Diane, because John Rahm's been good to me. You know, one for me out of Kapalua this year at the Tournament of Champions, had him at the Masters this year. John Rahm does things um, differently than other really superstar players other than maybe Tiger Woods. When he goes away, he, especially when he goes to Spanish-speaking countries, he normally wins. He won, he's won like three Spanish Opens, going back to Spain, on little courses, hilly, dog-leggy type places. He's come down here and won this one. Uh, Love speaking his native lingo down there, Diane. He's a real, you know, you listen to Ram after he's won the Masters. He did not back out of um, Hilton Head. He said, hey, if I was a kid and I was waiting to see the Masters champion, I'm not letting that kid down. I'm going. And this week he said the same thing. He said, if I'm, you know, a Mexican kid and they want to see the Masters champion, they bought their ticket six months ago knowing that I was coming back, I'm going. Yeah. So. I don't see anyone beating Ram, honestly, the way he's playing, the way he's feeling about himself and his game. And, and you know what? He's kind of rested. I mean, when you have that much momentum winning the Masters and he played good at Hilton Head, now he's been off. You know, everything's – the universe is, you know, lined up for John Ram. And, yeah, he could go down this week, Diane, but I, I just don't – the way John Ram is, he doesn't show up just to, to post it in. So I'm sticking with my horse so okay. to speak okay um he is well the best we found him at is 2.8 to 1 <laughs> so i know i know but do you know what it's like it's one of those things and we've we've talked about this so much before you know do you pick the overwhelming favorite or do you not um but we do have a lot of other picks on the show so it's not like we're just going with the obvious um and yeah, he's yeah. been good to you this year so there you go. You've ticked off the John Ram box. I'm going to go with someone a little bit different. I mean, we did our re-ranking on the SG Tour app. This guy came out at number three. He's 20 to one this week. So his odds are still pretty short, but better than 2.8. Um, I'm picking Wyndham Clark. So my reasons for Wyndham Clark, well, he's a huge hitter um, sitting at 11th on the PGA Tour in driving distance right now. But that's after the RBC Heritage. I mean, after the Players' Championship, he was fifth in distance. So he's always up there within the top 10. He's a huge He smashes hitter. it. I've seen, I've seen him hit it. He smashes it. 
Um, coming yeah. off a great week at the Zurich Classic, he was playing with Bo Hosler and they eventually finished third. Um, they were up there in contention really over the four days. But he's having a really good season. Four top tens. He was fifth at the Valspar um, and finished sixth at Punta Cana. So there you go. Punta Cana being one of those kind of like resort style courses. Um, he's They played last year, made the cut, but didn't have a great finish. But I think his golf is just in a different place right now. So I love Wyndham Clark this week at 20 to 1 to go and get that win. I love Wyndham Clark this week too. He could do it this week. It's all about attitude. You know, yes, these guys are good players and all that. And he has momentum, as you just noted there from the Zurich. But it's attitude when you go overseas, Diane. And, and when I say overseas, we're just going to Mexico, but it's different in Mexico. Yeah. It, the food's different. The lingo's different. It, it is a different feel. And when you go to a golf course like this, there won't be the giant crowds there. So you're playing in solitude a lot, almost like you did when you qualified or you're corn ferry or you were trying to do something else. So attitude on the tour is everything. So, and we talked already about John Rahm, but I think Wyndham Clark has that right, right attitude for this week. The other guy I was looking at this week, I want your opinion on him is, uh, and I know that you like this guy, Gary Woodland. He is 30 yeah, yeah. to one, another huge hitter, you know, obviously won the US Open in 2019 at Pebble. And then, you know, just had, he was injured and he had a real kind of drop in his confidence but he said himself that he's really getting back up there he's playing great he just finished ninth at the genesis earlier this year and then within the top 15 at the masters which is excellent um so yeah again huge hitter <laughs> so this could be yeah everybody has a reason why they're in mexico gary woodland ninth on the tour in driving distance 36 in greens and reg putting has been a little bit of his downfall up in the almost 200 in putting most of the year. I know he's been working hard with Butch Harmon trying to get that down. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking the only reason Jerry Woodland's got twins, he's got kids everywhere, the only reason he's down there, Diane, is to win. And if he, if he has that correct attitude, which I know he does because that's why he's there, there's no point going to Mexico if you can stay home and hang out with your kids. If you're going, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, then. So you're going to take John Ram. I have Wyndham Clark at the top, and we're definitely keeping one eye on Gary Woodland as well. Okay, moving on to our ones to watch. I, I've i been told that your picks are all huge odds from here on out, right? So you got the really well, short well, odds out of the way with John Ram, and now you're going to town. <laughs> I've got big odds coming at you, but I've got really good players coming at you. And I don't know how they got these odds, but I'm taking them. I'm, well, I'm sticking with the Spanish theme here, Mexican theme, speaking with the lingo, Diane. I'm picking a player that's 153rd on the FedEx Cup. If he could have a good week here, get inside of that. He's got to get himself down in the top 125 anyway. I'm taking a guy that speaks Spanish, big hitter, uh, top 20 in driving distance, Top 40 in greens and in red. His parting is lingered around 200 on tour, Diane, but he's had a couple of nice finishes and is the spark that Augusto Nunez needs. Is it going to Mexico where he can speak his native tongue in the locker room or in the, in the bar and 
Argentina Nunez, speaking the native lingo this week. Okay, well, my guy is uh, definitely not. However, he did win at one of these uh, tropical destinations not long ago for his very first win on the PGA Tour. I'm picking an Englishman, Matt Wallace, and uh, he's 70 to 1 this week. So not bad. Um, As I said, he just got his first win on the PGA Tour at the Corrales Punta Cana Championship. He's had three top 20s in 2023 that's across the PGA Tour um you know aside from that win he's had three PGA Tour and on the DP World Tour um I think those were both in tropical destinations as well out in the Middle East um and you know he's not he's got a lot of power behind him um He's, I think he's like in the 70s on tour for distance. But remember, we have a weaker field this week. So that number is going to be bumped up when it comes to the guys that he's playing against. And, you know, yeah. I've been watching the, the, the distance and he's, he's, had, he's definitely had an increase in distance over the last season or two. So um, Matt Wallace is out there blasting it. Again, he just needs a hot putter. <laughs> so if he can do that, then I think he's going to be one to watch this week. But he's been playing well and we kind of for, we could see that win coming um, that he got in the Dominican Republic. Um, he'd definitely been in the mix a lot more. So Matt Wallace, I like him to continue at 70 to 1 and definitely be uh, one to watch this week. We're not saying that medium range players can't win at this course. What we are saying is the way it was designed and I'm sure Greg Norman, when he did it, didn't anticipate guys that were carrying over these bunkers that are 330 yards from the tee uh, with not much rough. So uh, it's just very advantageous. If you can hit the ball that far, you just chew up the par fives on this golf course, Diane. Not much rough over these over these bunkers because it's resort style. They don't want to grow six inches of rough and take all year to do it and knock out all their play up to this event. So, yes, medium range, uh, okay, but long is – good and you don't even have to be long and straight this week okay okay um Somewhat right, so i've got matt wallace you're going for augusto nunez and then um dark horses well you gave us a 110 to 1 there so i am very excited to to see who you're going to go with for your dark horse i've got a great pick this week on my dark horse of 300 to 1 uh, I was watching Mark Immelman do a swing breakdown of this young player last week on tour, and I sat there and watched it about three times because I was so impressed with this young man's swing. I'm talking about Brandon Matthews, who actually finished seventh last week at the Zurich. Hasn't really done much this year on tour, Diane. 162 on the money list, or 162 in the FedEx, 300 to 1. Number two in driving distance. Now. John Rahm, who smashes it, number 12, so you can get an idea. 127 mile an hour clubhead speed was the video that I was watching, and it looked beautiful. Uh, looked fantastic, his swing. So can Brandon Matthews, Diane, take a seventh place last week at Zurich, playing with an older player, Sean O'Hare? I'm figuring, I didn't look at all the stats, but I'm figuring he must have carried Sean O'Hare. I mean, he, Sean's been out on tour a long time. Maybe Sean played well, but the point is, He's playing well, and he's a long hitter, and he just came off New Orleans, where I know you have to hit it straight. So will number two driving distance uh, parlay for me at 300 to one? I think so. Okay. 
I like it. Um, 300 to 1 is so good. I am, oh, I, mine is a little bit boring, but I found him from 110 to 1 to 125. And I'm picking him for a couple of reasons. Number one, he played really well here last year. And number two, he needs something to, he needs something to go right for him right now. Um, because there's, there's not much, there's not many bright sparks when it comes to his season, but I'm going to take Cameron Champ, who we know is one of the biggest hitters on the tour. And last year, kind of out of nowhere, he was in contention. Um, he had a little bit of a shaky Sunday, but still finished um, sixth in a tie for sixth here. Um, when I say he came out of nowhere, he'd had a top 10 finish at the Masters last year and then his next start was playing in the Mexico Open. So he had two really good finishes back to back. Looking at how he's been playing, there's really not many bright sparks for Cameron Champ. So I think he's going to go back to a place where he knows that he can kind of play a little bit freer. You know, he's not going to be restrained. He can use his length to a huge advantage on a course that he played well at last year. He's also, you know, expecting a baby. So I'm going to throw that into the mix that there's that kind of feel good factor. <laughs> you got to have that in there. He, yeah, he's missed six cuts in a row, which is probably why his odds are so high coming back to a place where he did do really well last year. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to, jump on this and hope that Cameron Champ gets back to the way that he was playing last year at this tournament when he tees it up on Thursday. So I'm going to take him as my dark horse, which, you know, he's over 100 to 1, 110 to 125 to 1. Yeah, I mean, Cameron Champ, Sam and I watched him practice at Augusta this year. He was working with Sean Foley on the range. He was hitting the ball pretty nice on the on the, uh, on the the practice tee right next to John Rahm warming up. And uh, went out on the course and we were following his scores on the app and or on the on the on the board and, and things weren't working out for him and Sam was asking me you know what's going on with Cameron Champ you know everything looks so good with him it's so far and and you know obviously the momentum is not with him at all he, you know whether it's his whatever it is is you know tour of momentum and I know you're going through this with your brother a little bit too they sometimes you get a little lost on tour and and you can't get yourself out of it you look at another guy who has momentum that's why. When we look at our stats, we look so much at what 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 just happened in their life. What what's going on in their life? You're talking about Cameron Champ having a baby. He'll be thinking about that. That's cool. Uh, I'm talking about Brandon Matthews, who just had a good week at New Orleans. He needed to hit it straight there and did. So he's same length player. He's actually longer than Cameron Champ. So um, we're looking for these little tiny little slivers of, of momentum, Diane, one way or the other, and you're you're pushing one one way, and I'm I'm riding a wave on a guy that's already got it. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, and as we always say, and you're right, we are going through this with uh, my brother right now, who withdrew this week because he's having a terrible run, and he's like, yeah, I could play and and see if anything changes but it's just like beating a dead horse like that he's taking the week to go and get some help and try and have a little bit of a reset um but it does just take one week and, and we see yeah, it all yeah. the time um you know nick hardy last week was a great example it, it takes one week and all your problems are solved you know your card is locked up you're in the money you've got the points you know you're thinking about being in that top 70 um so yeah, I obviously hope it happens for Cameron Champ this week. I really hope it happens for my brother soon. <laughs> yeah, we have a saying on tour, when you're playing well, there's money literally everywhere. Every Everywhere you turn, there's money. Someone wants to give you this, or they want to do that. You want to sponsor this, or you've just won this, and 
when you can't play any good, there is money nowhere. You have zero. There's you everywhere. You can't make a cent. And people don't believe you uh, that aren't in the business when they when you tell them, I cannot win a cent on tour. So very mental game, Diane. That's why we weigh it so much on where are the players now in their life with their momentum of their game and where are they, you know, stats wise and what is the history of this course? So it's a blend. So, and we only give three picks. I mean, we could go down this list and I could give you a story about almost every one of these guys and probably make some pretty good predictions, which we do quite often of where things are going. So anyway, so it's a, it's a, a challenging week to handicap Diane because the, the top of the board is so skewed with John Rahm. I mean, I don't know anyone. I mean, they might be able to play a four ball or a scramble against John Rahm this week. I mean, that's how up there he is. And then you mentioned the story of Cameron Champ who's missed six cuts in a row. How do they stand on the same tee together? Of course they can, but the energy between the two is so different. And they know it. And it's just, hey, it's the tour. Welcome to the tour. And Tony Finau, who finished runner-up last year and is the only other player within the top 50 in the world. So all eyes are going to be on them this week. But that could be a really good thing for someone like Cameron Champ, who can just creep on up there and, and quietly take care of business. Well, they'll split those two up probably, uh, morning and afternoon waves, meaning Ram and Finau. So you've got a, one of the top players in the morning that all the locals can follow and, and, and maybe Finau in the afternoon so they can follow, TV can follow. But this is an opportunity week, Diane, uh, for a lot of players. And uh, I'm hoping for my Spanish Spanish connection to keep going. Okay, good. Right, so the Mexico Open at Vedanta this week. And then next week, we move to a really iconic venue. And um, we're heading back to Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo Championship, which is going to be, a, it's always a great one to talk about. Brilliant event to handicap, great course to analyse. And we'll be here with the Tour Report next week. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.